it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. Tea with Mike fans, on this episode, uh, Dustin Lee stopped by. Uh, we talked about um, how you, you used to uh, record videos using uh, a VCR. Uh, we also talked about perseverance and never giving up. And we also mixed in some uh, Twitter psychology. And of course, because this is the Tea with Mike show, um, we, we had a crazy cool tea fact, uh, and I enjoyed another cup of tea. So sit back, grab your own cup of tea, and enjoy. All right, guys, welcome uh, to uh, Tea with Mike. Uh, joining me uh, for this one is uh, Dustin uh, Lee. Uh, welcome to Tea with Mike, Dustin. Thank you for having me. And a problem. So Dustin, when he uh, sent me his bio, describes himself uh, describes himself as a videographer, uh, BMX rider, um, a Thai enthusiast, and a goofball. So let's see where today's episode goes. So again, welcome, Dustin. Do you want to start uh, by telling everyone a little bit about you? Sure. Um, I mean, I guess most people know me now as the videographer for Gary V. Um, I'm also, well, mainly right now, running the live streams for him. I've, I've been doing that for about a year now. But like for Ask Gary V and his Gary V audio experience, that type of stuff. Um, but now since we're in quarantine, we had to move over to Tea with Gary V. And I'm pretty much running a whole TV show by myself every single morning. So, so I don't think a lot of people realize like how much time and effort uh, goes into uh, setting stuff up behind the scenes. So in terms of hours, how... How many hours do you think you spent on uh, the technical portion and also uh, research into figuring out how to do things? Um, I mean, now it's way better since we've really nailed everything down. But um, for the first like month, um, we were I was pretty much just trying to figure out any just the any way possible, not the best way. And we were using Zoom with OBS and Restream, and it was just a lot of steps and friction and i just didn't like how it was looking and luckily like it's it's crazy just because like my small amount of appearances at first like someone <laughs> someone reached out to me and was like hey you should check out Streamyard; it's just way better and i was a little skeptical like honestly i was a little skeptical at first because i was like yeah whatever but then i was like all right let me give it a try like after you like really like kept hounding on me for it and then I'm so glad he did. His name's Ben Barber. Like, shout out to Ben Barber. He just, he was like, yeah, you should really use this. And I was like, all right. I looked at it. I wasn't really into it at first, but then I realized, I didn't realize how powerful it was. And it's just, so we, now we just use StreamYard. It's way better. As far as like how long it takes every day, I, it only takes like maybe a half hour to set up. Um, but like, that's just my end. Like there is, like I have Zane helping me with doing like um, the coordinating with guests that come on. Cause like that would just be too much for me to handle all, all by myself. Like yeah, for my, sure, I'm keeping track of like who's in the queue and then who can't do it and who needs to go on a different day. Yeah. yeah. Well, well the thing with StreamYard is we could only have about like 10 people in waiting in the queue. Like that, that's a maximum amount that allows, but also I just don't even want like 20 people in there because it would just be like too hard for me to keep track of like who's going on. So like I work with Zane where he's 
inviting people one by one. And then that way I have them come in one by one. And it's just a little bit less pressure for me to like have to, because I'm watching like everything. I'm making sure Gary's good. I'm making sure yeah. Jeff is good. I'm making sure comments are coming in, making sure the LinkedIn's working. Like there's definitely. just a lot going on. Yeah, de definitely a lot go going on. Cause, cause uh, as we all know, Gary, Gary can be, it, it's Gary, isn't he? So <laughs> sometimes a spur of a moment, but, 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 but it's a neat show. But anyway, so I want to know what do you love about uh, BMX riding? Is it something that you've always done? I just yeah, watched um, video the other day. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so just to, for a little context, I'm 36, 35 years old right now. Um, I've been riding BMX, which is pretty much like it's like skateboarding except on a bicycle but uh i've been doing it since i was 13 so a long time um it's just something i've always been into uh just i like i've i've been doing it like on and off my entire life um just things life things in life comes up and stuff like that Awesome. Is it so? Is it something that you like always used to do with your friends? Went back when you were in school and like the summer holidays and stuff like that. No, it's like I did it throughout high school or elementary school, middle school, high school. Then you know, like things happened when I like I was trying to be more into soccer, and then so I like didn't really. I love focus. football. <laughs> oh yeah, football. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. I'm not super into like football right now. So like. At the time, it was, I, mean, I only paid attention to, like, the U.S. teams, really, like, okay. barely. But, but yeah, like, uh, I wasn't very good at it. So then, yeah, like, I gave that up. But, um, yeah, just BMX has been, like, pretty much a part of my, like, 70% of my life, like, the entire time from growing, from the day I started to now. What's your what's what's your favorite thing about it? Is it is it a switch off from everything else you got going on in your life? Or? Uh, sort of. Like, I mean, it's like I like it because it is exhilarating. Like, there's an adrenaline rush to it. Like, there's also just a lot. Like, it's a big. It seems like it's kind of like a, some kind of like daredevil type of thing, but there is also a lot of like mental challenge behind it that I think I never really like realized before. But yeah, like. Because we're doing tricks and tricks aren't easy, and oh, scary. <laughs> and it takes yeah, like it takes a lot of like determination and just like the consistency to like keep trying on something even though like it's hard, it's tough, or like it's just a mental battle. And I never really thought about it before, but like it really is, like we we have a saying in like uh, in the BMX world like it's all in your head like whenever we're trying to do a trick, like, and it's just not happening. It's like, it's all in your head, dude, just fucking do it. And it's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then, and then it just happens. Like, it's like, damn, you're right. It was just all in my head. Like, there's a, like, it's just funny how like something like riding a bicycle is just a lot of it has to do with like mental strength. Mm, yes. I, I remember a long time ago when I was learning how to ride a bike uh, near where I lived, there was like this little dip and for the longest time when I had my bike stabilizers on, um, I was really scared like to go down the down the dip, you know, and it was barely a dip because I, th I thought maybe I'd like disappear, fall off my bicycle. And then as you get older and you get, become um, like, like better at riding a bike and most things in life, 
double mm-hmm. dip is like nothing. You're, you're over it in like point one of a second, right? So yeah, I, I can re- relate in that sense to mm-hmm. the, the mental uh, games when yeah. uh, biking. So cool. So obviously we know you uh, do some BMX riding, and then how did you kind of develop your uh, love for videography? Um, it is ironically through BMX riding. Um, when I was around 14, I was I started editing like little videos, like homemade videos of us bike biking like doing tricks and stuff and it was like super ghetto like we, we would use a camcorder and then we would use the double we had like the way we used to edit was t- using two vcrs like put them on top of each other the video would feed into one vcr and then you would have to cut it stop press stop play stop play and then it would record onto the next vcr it was super scrappy but it was, like I just love doing it. Like I always loved making like edits and stuff like that. And then that was just never, never like a passion though. Like when I was that young, um, I pretty much fig- like, just like BMX, like I, it was like an on and off thing where throughout my twenties, I was like just ex- experimenting with a little, like with like windows movie maker or something simple oh, yes. like that. And then when I really got into it was around 2016 um i i I quit my job because i listened to gary (laughs) on the radio and i was like all right i'm I'm gonna try to do this pursue this youtube thing Um, it didn't it didn't really happen but like i i realized with my within myself like i don't like as much being in front of the camera like the whole vlogging thing but i enjoyed the editing aspect of it like a lot okay yeah like when I was editing my videos for YouTube, like just sitting there for hours and like not feeling like bored or like anxious about it. I was just like having fun doing it. And it was just me just like really focusing, getting into it. And I was like, damn, like, I really like this. I, I like realized I really like this. And then that, from that point on, I was just like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And then <laughs> it somehow led to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. So, uh- We've now obviously established the UI editing and video and the kind of the technical side of um, the video and creating. Um, Is is that something, so you kind of explained, but is it just something that kind of naturally happened? Because when you were BMX riding, you were more interested in the environment and, and the bike versus kind of how Gary and lots of other people do it, where it's them in front of the camera. Um, I think it's also just from watching videos a lot, like thinking like, how was this made? Like, I would just notice little things when I'm watching other people's videos, like, how do they edit that? Like, I was just like thinking like, and it just makes me like wonder and ponder. And I was like, huh. So then like, when you're actually sitting behind the computer and you're trying to figure out how to do it, I would just I mean, and by the way, I like learned everything through YouTube pretty much. <laughs> Um, I didn't go to school for it or anything like that, but yeah, like you just see the videos and you're like, Oh, how do they do that? So then I'm like, I Google like, Oh, how do you green screen someone out or something like that? And then it's just like, Whoa, it's on YouTube. Cool. So then good instructions. And I'm like, all right, let me try this. And I was like, Holy shit, I did it. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. So all the trial and error research using the internet and Google to help like improve, improve your, improve your skills and make more and, and take something from, from oh, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to edit um, videos and stuff to actually like a reality? 
Yeah. Like it was way harder um, when I was growing up because software was expensive. There was no, pretty much no internet. And um, like, it's just such a different world where it's like you can't you have access to so much information now. Cool. And, and, and then, so I'm curious to know uh, what were your favorite subjects in uh, school? Really <laughs> um, related to what you do now. I've got, I think I've got an idea, but I'll let you tell me. <laughs> I really didn't like school a lot, um, but I was always good at math, which is so weird. Like okay. in high school and then, but then after I graduated high school, I was like, I don't want to do anything with math. And so then I took one pre pre-calculus, even though like that wasn't even, like I already took pre-calc in 10th grade, but like they put me in that class in uh, college and I was like, this is easy. Like, I don't even want to do this. <laughs> but, um, but then after that, I was, like, I just wasn't into it. So then I never took a math class ever again. And now I'm terrible at math, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so you, you already went to college for one cause and then you decided it wasn't for you? Well, I went to college with no major. Um, my second year in, in school, I decided to be a criminal justice major thinking, like my plan was to be a police officer. Nice. Um, then I realized after I graduated, like I didn't, I really didn't want to do that. Um, I just like didn't respect the, I mean, it, at the time, like now I do, but at the time I just didn't respect law enforcement. I was like, I just didn't, I wasn't happy with like how they were doing things. I just, I just didn't want to be part of it. That, I mean, that wasn't a very, that's pretty negative approach instead of just thinking maybe I could fix it, but but yeah, at the time I just wasn't into it. And I was like, I kind of like, it's like, eh, I don't want to do this. And then um, I just ended up going into like, I was working for a book printing company at the time. Oh, neat. Part-time. Uh, well, they're more like a brokerage company, um, but it was like business basically. It was just like the middleman type of thing. And I learned about business through that, like at least like somewhat. And I was working there for about, like seven years um just thought it was time to like try something else went into it hated it because i didn't know anything about it i just kind of like was manipulated to like think it was gonna be so easy but it wasn't and then that's when i quit my job tried the youtube thing nice. and then applied for vayner media got rejected twice <laughs> and then just uh Got a call. I got really lucky. Got a call back from Andy, and he's like, "Hey, you still interested?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and he's like, "Can you start tomorrow?" I'm like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> and then that's just went from there. New man. So a striking theme through your, I believe, through your journey so far, because you kind of you didn't really have a formal plan, just kind of figuring it out, like almost on like gut instinct, would you say, a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And intuition. Uh, so, how important is uh, consistency, um, never giving up, and uh, keep, keep, and then also pursuing that dream if in, in the face of rejection, yeah. as you've experienced on uh, multiple occasions? I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm not the most like mentally strong person. I'm really not. Like, um, I wouldn't say, like, oh, I, I was like 
I'm not going to give up. Like I wasn't always like that. There was a lot of times where I was like, fuck man, maybe I should give up on this. Like, like I, I just was like about to like, be like, nah, this is, this isn't happening. This isn't working. Like, I don't know what to do. And like, there was a lot of times like that. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up, but like, I completely understand how people feel when they want to give up. Like, because like, and especially because I'm terrible with patience, like really bad with it. Like I want everything now. <laughs> and I f- totally feel that for everyone. Like, but it's just one of those things, like, you just got to really have a lot of faith and like try, like, you just got to keep going. Like it's hard. Like I understand. Um, it's hard to t- say that to yourself. And you're like, when you really are self doubting yourself and stuff like that. And yeah, like, I mean, I can't, I don't want to like give advice of being like, yeah, just hang in there because it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't always perfect at that. And like, I want everyone to hang in there and, keep going and try and just ignore everything but it is hard and do you do do do, do you have anything like like a specific thing that um kept you going and through the struggles and the harder times i mean i think the struggle was really the reason like because it's like all right i i feel like i've hit rock bottom here and it's like, what else am I going to do? I guess I, mean, I have no choice. Like, I have to keep going. That's, that's I guess, is the one thing that was. I mean, it was hard, man. My my ex-girlfriend at the time, she, like, wasn't supportive at all. Um, my parents weren't supportive. My family wasn't. Like, pretty much no one supported me except my current girlfriend. And that she has a lot to do with, like, um, how I just, like, persevered. Cause she really did believe in me. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> I thought she was crazy. I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, what the hell you believe in? Like, I'm not going <laughs> to <sit> here. <laughs> like I had, I still had a lot of self doubt and she was the only one that really believed in me. Awesome. Awesome, man. And then, so answer in as much detail as you uh, feel comfortable, but how, how now with the progress that you've made from the rejection and trying to like figure out what you um, kind of wanted to do in life, how has, uh, even though it ultimately, as Gary talks about, doesn't matter, how has uh, people's perspective and opinion of you uh, changed? Um, a lot. Uh, like, I mean, I've definitely come to the point where I realize also my ambition isn't like super, super high. Like, I'm very happy where I am. And I don't, I'm not like trying to pursue being like steven spielberg or anything like that like that's just not my ambition and i'm comfortable with that like i'm just not thinking like this like i don't think gary's a stepping stone i'm staying like i've told myself i'm staying with gary for the rest of my life like um i think he really is going to buy the jets (laughs) and i and i want to be there like by his side and then be like yes we fucking did it like uh, like I want to be there. Like I think he's really gonna change the world, and just being like in his shadow, I am so happy with that. Like I want him to change the world. I want to be part of that too. Um, I for- sorry, I forgot your original question. I kind of blabbed. <laughs> oh, it was it, it it was it was kind of you kind of answered it, but um, how has uh, people's like perspective? Oh, oh right, right, right. Um, yeah, like progress on your goals and. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Like people, 
when I was doing the YouTube thing, people make fun of me like, oh, are you going to vlog today, man? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it gets annoying. Like I get it. And it's just like those, like they are my good friends, but it's like in the one hand, I like, I get pissed because I'm like, fuck you. But on the other hand, like, it's what Gary says, like, there you got to have empathy and like there there's a reason why they're doing that there is a reason why they're not being supportive like it's because they're probably just either not happy with themselves or like just jealous subconsciously like that the fact that they're not trying and it's and that's i'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything it's just there's a lot more psychology i think behind a lot of things than we realize and but yeah like after i got through all that and now that I'm with Gary and I think I've definitely built more character as myself. Um, my closest friends are like, have, have like texted me randomly just saying like, Hey, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. And, and like, like, thanks man. Like it really, that means a lot to me. Like, cause it was a struggle. Like I just felt like an idiot because I was just trying to do this thing that from scratch with like, I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. And like thinking I'll be the ne next Casey Neistat or something like that. Um, it, but yeah, like, and I'm just, a lot of like self-awareness has happened within the past four years where, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, like I said, I'm just not super ambitious. I'm content with where I am and I'm just going to go from here. Like I'm not going to have a plan anymore. Like Gary says, just go with the flow kind of thing. Go with the, the kind of flow because you, you kind of alluded to it, you, 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 uh, at least for now, and who knows what the future holds you. Right. You basically tell it. I think you're telling me that you, you found your like, sweet spot, yeah, happy spot, which is ultimately, um, without sounding too much like Gary, it's like we have one life and let's live it to uh, the goals and the purpose and ultimately what makes us happy. So it sounds like you're in a really good uh, spot. Yeah, I mean... Just kind of really is just like every, living every day, day by day, you know, like, cause anything can happen. I mean, we're in this coronavirus thing now and it's like, it just screwed up everything. And it's like, I'm just going to adjust to whatever I'm living every day. So that's just how I live now. And if like Gary fired me tomorrow for some reason, <laughs> then it's like, all right, I just got to figure it out. Like anything can happen, you know? So that's true. It's the world we live in. So yeah, that's true. So, so moving away from the the Gary train a little bit, uh, what is what is something uh, that not many people know about you? Um, I think um, I don't know. I think people don't realize how goofy I really am. Like because, <laughs> like I, I am when I'm on when I'm on tea with Gary V. Like those little moments. Like I'm not in the right like comedic mindset because I'm trying to make sure this goes well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very focused. I'm like in very serious mode. And well, I, I think people can tell that because like even even when he when he when he says your name sometimes and even when he asks you questions of like something that maybe just happened in the episode, I, I do really like it's almost its own little thing. You're in your own cloud space and you're like, what? But yeah. The important thing is you, you don't like BS. You're like, I actually, you were honest. 
Yeah. <laughs> Boston, you're like, well, I wasn't listening because I'm doing this, this, and this. So I think that's really neat. It's yeah. Like you could be with a fake answer. Right. Like, that's something I've been trying not to do as much anymore. Like, um, you know how when you just kind of go like, yeah, uh-huh. So like someone, when you're not even really listening, like I'm trying not to do that anymore. Especially like if someone says something and I really don't understand what they're saying, I'm just like, sorry, dude, I don't, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> like, can you explain that better? Like, just cause it's not also, it's not really them. It's more just me, like a lot going in my head and I'm just trying to like comprehend everything. And sometimes it's just difficult for me cause I'm not, I'm not the smartest person. <laughs> You don't need to be at the end of the day, you just need to basically know enough to... It's the Tea with Mike show.